We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thursday night live, no Thursday night football. Keith McPherson checking in. You got me for five hours again. KM to AM, WFAN. Let's get it. There's a lot to talk about. This is a big day. Man, uh, this week, this first five days into the new year has been crazy. A lot of thoughts and prayers and emotions. And uh, the sports world is still doing what we do. We're covering the games. We're talking about the results. We're trying to predict what's going to happen, and I can't wait to have some conversations tonight, pass the time, entertain, and just connect here on this fine Thursday in New York City, streaming on the Odyssey app wherever you are, coming to you on 1019 FM. Thanks for checking me out. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for rocking with us. Let's get it. And I heard Evan say something about Thursday night football and we don't need it, and all the games sucked. I don't agree with that, Evan, as you're driving home. I know you can hear me, bro. I don't know what you were kicking with that. Uh, I wish there was football tonight. I'm blessed to get a five-hour show, but I, I, I like football. I, I love the NFL. And, uh, you know, I don't care if it's Bears-Texans and uh, Jeff Driscoll going against Nathan Peter Peterman. Like, they're backup quarterbacks. I don't know. I, I'd rather watch... The NFL on Thursday, uh, one thing I love about the NFL weeks and the season is that it just rolls over so fast because you get to Thursday and fantasy football weeks start and you can place bets and you can try and get up before Sunday comes. And I don't know, I think the, the NFL season is great because you go from Monday and then you've only got Tuesday, Wednesday, and then boom, we're right back on Thursday. But now we are to the point where it's week 18 and teams are eliminated and we're getting to the playoffs and teams are going to be eliminated and less and less uh, teams will be available to watch and uh, most likely the teams that we root for will be eliminated and gone, but not yet. Um, obviously this week the the main story has been DeMar Hamlin and it's, it's been a rough week for me and you know, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, media members are trying to make it about themselves. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to make it about myself, but this is my show, and I can only share my experience. I'm a football player. I played football a third of my life. This story, uh, you know, rocked me. I, I couldn't sleep all week. I just kept, you know, visualizing that young man getting up and then dropping like that. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in the NFL or at any level, so... You know, hosting these shows till, till 12 at night or, or 2 a.m. and connecting with you guys and hearing your thoughts and ideas and, um, you know, almost everybody calling in and starting off, uh, you know, the conversation with a, a prayer and a thought for the family and the teammates. You know, it was it was a rough week. But, you know, I said everything happens for a reason. And 
I'm a God-fearing man, and and I believe that, uh, you know, this story to kick off 2023, like, if you don't believe in God and us all being connected, if you don't believe in, you know, us needing one another and you heard what went on today, uh, maybe you didn't, and and I'd like to go over it with you. So, you know, I was on last night till 2 a.m., and, you know, I did my best to bring in uh, different things that we could add to the story because there were really no updates and you know, when when I got off, I just uh, went home and couldn't go to sleep. I think the last time I saw on the clock was 4:50, and I'm I'm tossing and turning. Like I said, I'm I'm just I have it stuck in my head of this kid falling out like that, and you know, I'm thinking about what the hospital scene must be like, and and is he going to recover? Is he going to wake up? Where is this headed for the NFL? You know, this is going to be a story that could change a lot of things, and I uh, hope the NFL does right by him, but. I went to sleep around 5. Uh, I woke up at 8.45 to my alarm. I recorded a new Bronx baseball podcast with Sweeney Murdy, and at the end of the podcast, I said, see you, Sweeney. I'm going right back to bed. i just been been down, and uh, I was the first one on WFAN to talk about it Monday night, and I was on 10.30 to 2 a.m., kind of, uh, you know, called to action at 10.30 because the game was postponed, and I didn't really know how to go about it. I just tried to speak from the heart and, um, speak freely and clearly and, and and be transparent and give you guys as much information and add different things to it. And, you know, I, I felt like there was a ton of people this week looking for someone to point a finger at or blame or someone to be mad at, and that's not the right energy. So, uh, you know, today when I woke up, I, I still felt like that. I just felt down about the whole thing, and, uh, you know, I went back to bed. But before I went back to sleep at, like, 10, 10.30, we did get an update, and the Bills put out, per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neuro- neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he's making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support that we received. Just reading that, that this young man who's athletic and young that he's fighting and he's making remarkable progress. Like it, it just uh, took a little bit of a weight off me. So I was able to just sleep, no alarm. And then I wake up naturally around like 1:45, and we get the next update. And uh, man, I feel like, you know, um, this was the story of the day and I hope this lifted you up. I hope it, this made you feel good. I think it, it definitely helped a lot of people and it, and it came right on time, right? It's Thursday. The, the new NFL week starts on Thursday, uh, not this week because we don't have games, but Adam Schefter put out at 1.54, doctors said after DeMar Hamlin awakened last night, he asked in writing who won the game. Doctors told him, yes, you won. You won the game of life. Like, that hit me. That hit me. This young man is three years above legal drinking age. He's a kid. And... uh there's no way he could have dreamed of the support and the outpour and the prayers and the donations and the conversations around him that happened after we all watched him go down. But what he wanted to know was, did we win the game? So all the people that are saying, oh, we don't care about uh, football right now and it's about DeMar's life, this young man is fighting for his life and he asked Did we win the game? He's a competitor. He's an athlete. He's living his dream. And even laying in a bed, not being able to speak, 
he wanted to know the outcome of the game that he was removed from. And I think that was, you know, uh, that was huge today. I think that was something that the NFL needed. I think that the sports world needed. I think that human beings needed. This is a movie playing out with this young man. And the next thing that I found really hit me, and it goes along with what I'm saying about us all being connected out here and us all needing one one another. And, you know, people just got to, you know, stop with the negativity. I know, I know it's, it's Internet, but even in real life, um, Denny Kellington, the trainer, I hadn't heard his name until today. And uh, I'll, I'll try and get a clip from Sean McDermott tearing up talking about him. But he was the one that was called to action to do CPR, and he saved this young man's life. And this is someone that's, you know, working his job with the team. Sure, he's doing just his job, but at the same time, he was called to action. God called on him, and he responded. He gave CPR to DeMar Hamlin and saved his life. So, like, if you don't believe in God and all of us being connected in this universe, 2023 should be the year that you start. Uh, shout out to Denny Ken- Kellington. Like, imagine being in that position. I'm sure he was trained and has done it a bunch, but you're on national TV, the only game on. Uh, n- nobody had ever seen anything like that, and uh, I'm sure it was a scary situation. There's a lot of other doctors around, but this guy saved DeMar's life, and now DeMar is recovering, and now we do feel like we can move forward. No, we're not ready to move on just yet. Because he's still recovering. He's still in that bed. We don't know exactly if he's going to return to full health. Some people are uh, speculating that he will be able. I think the doctor said that, you know, the the plan is for him to return to as he was before the hit. Um, Some people are asking whether he'll play football again. That's not important. But the fact that he is, you know, holding hands of his family and friends and teammates. He's responsive. Uh, He's awake. He can hear. He can communicate by writing. I felt like we all needed that, you know. It was Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and then Thursday before we get to three days after we get that message, and uh, that was great. It picked me up today, and, and I, I hope I'm able to sleep better tonight. Now, with the NFL, we speculated all week, what are they going to do? Are they going to play this game? When are they going to play this game? Are they going to push things back? Are they going to use that week between the Super Bowl You know, the NFL is considering a bunch of things, but then we got the information that they're not going to resume this Bills and Bengals game. Um, The league is going to sort out the seating. Uh, There was a story about a neutral site for the AFC Championship. Also a story about expanding the playoffs to eight teams in the AFC and the NFC. We'll see what happens with that. Um, From the NFL Network, Mike Giardi will join me tonight at 8 o'clock. He's out in Buffalo covering the story. I'm hoping he can give us some more insight on the team, on the NFL, and, of course, DeMar Hamlin and his family and what's going on out there. Also, you know, it's it's still football season. And uh, like I said, life goes on. We're not moving on, but we're moving forward. The NFL is a business. It's a $18 billion business. There are games on the schedule that have to be played and will be played Saturday and Sunday. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about uh, you know, the process and, and what we expect to see. And they're, they're going to honor this young man. They already have done it online, but I expect to see some, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. I expect to see some type of tribute or some type of moment where uh, you, you see Pray for DeMar and things like that on, on the big screens at stadiums. And that's going to impact these players in the, these games. And this is week 18, folks. You know what week 18 is. Some guys 
are playing for their contracts. Some guys are playing for next year. Some guys aren't playing. Some guys are resting. Uh, some guys are getting ready for the playoffs. It's a, a wacky week. It's an extra week added to the NFL season. So uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys about the Giants. And uh, I, I think they'll end up sitting their players and protecting their guys, uh, matching up against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. We'll also talk about those Jets. Some more comments about Zach Wilson and the Jets heading to Miami. Obviously, um, you know, they're not in it. But if they do do this eight seed, you know, we could talk about that. I just don't think they're going to add a uh, seed on each side because decisions have already been made uh, for starters. Like, um, you know, like Sam Howe is going to start for the Washington Commanders in week 18. Well, is he not going to start now if they have a chance to get the eighth seed? I, I don't think they're, they're going to do that. But uh, there's a chance that Joe Flacco might get the last start of his career down in Miami. Um, we'll talk Yankees, more moves from the Yankees. And, uh, you know, the Mets were still waiting on Carlos Correa, but supposedly they want to make some moves, trade Eduardo Escobar, add outfield depth. We'll talk about all of it. All-star voting has come out for the NBA. The Knicks and Nets are off tonight. There's only four NBA games on, but there's plenty to talk about. And uh, like I said, I'll have a guest join me at 8, but call me up at 877-337-6666. I'll take your calls. We'll talk all around the sports Tonight in New York City, keep McPherson on the fan. Thanks for joining me. I'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KM to AM. Your boy Keith McPherson on the fan. I got you. Taking your calls, talking sports. Until midnight. Till morning. Shout out to you if you've heard my shows this week late. Uh, I think this is my second five-hour show from 7 to 12. Uh, I had a couple of them, you know, late at night, loopy on the late night. You, you don't know what you're going to get. But, man, I, uh, I think those were opportunities to really dive deeper into the conversation around DeMar Hamlin and 
I think we went every way that we could, and I'm just thankful that, you know, prayer works. People prayed, and there, there are people that, you know, love to say, oh, your prayers don't matter, your thoughts don't matter. Oh, look at this situation. I said it's a movie, but it's real life. They can make a movie out of it. Uh, yesterday at this time, I wasn't sure if this young man was going to wake up. I wasn't sure if this young man was going to be responsive. And my thought was like, you know, how do his teammates, how do his, uh, you know, fellow brothers in the NFL go out there and continue on? How do they play knowing he's not all right? You know, it kind of froze time for a little bit. It was a time warp these last couple days. But I think yesterday when I came on, I said, you know, the NFL week starts back up on a Wednesday and they practice and they meet the media. And uh, the NFL is a huge business. They have to move forward with business. And uh, today the Bills spoke, and obviously they're feeling it the most as they are uh, the ones most connected, obviously, with DeMar as his teammates and spending a ton of time with him. And I think it was important uh, to listen to what they said. They had a press conference at like 4.30. I caught what I could from NFL Network, but I, I wasn't able to watch it live. But then I did see clips go out on social media. So let's play a couple clips. One from Sean McDermott, who I gave props to last night when I was on. I played a clip from Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, who said as soon as he went to Sean McDermott on the field, McDermott said to him, I need to be at the hospital with DeMar. We're not playing this game. Like, I need to go. I need to make sure he's all right. Uh, a 48-year-old man, uh, DeMar being 24, uh, I spoke last night about how, you know, when I went to college, uh, you, you leave your parents and your parents trust the coaches and the coaches are like your father figures. And, um, you know, they can't be father figures if they're worried about business and their jobs. They're worried about your health and your life. So I love that um, Zach Taylor made a point to say that Sean McDermott was not even considering playing the game. And uh, let's hear what Sean McDermott had to say today about Denny Kellington. Uh, I made sure on Twitter to give him some love because uh, that's a name that I hadn't heard at all um, until really today. For, for an assistant to find himself at that position and needing to take the action that he did and step up and take charge like he did, and there were others on the field as well, um, um, is nothing short of amazing. And the courage that that took, um, like that is, you talk about a, um, a real leader, a real hero um, in saving DeMar's life and um, just uh, admire his strength. Yeah, for me, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I said it in my open. If you don't believe that we are all connected here, like you, at any given moment, you could be called to save someone's life. At any given moment, uh, you could be called to do something to change some, someone's life. You should be trying to impact people's lives in a positive way. You should be trying to inspire people. Uh, that's what I'm on. I'm, I'm a positive energy guy. I believe in God. I believe in all of that. So um, to hear, you know, the story about, you know, this uh, medical professional, a trainer that's just, you know, doing his job, being around the team, man, you're, you're talking about pressure of the Buffalo Bills going to Cincinnati and beating the Bengals. No, that's pressure. That's pressure having to save someone's life in that situation. And, uh, man, he did his job, and he did what he was called to do. Now, uh, another thing um, I'll get into after this, and we'll start to lighten the mood a little bit, but I had to kind of tackle this in the beginning. Um, 
the conversation around Twitter. I, I absolutely hated Twitter this week, and, and for a reason, you know, and I feel like going into this year, uh, I got to change my approach to Twitter, and I will. I've already spoken on it. Let's play uh, what Josh Allen had to say in regards to T. Higgins, who for some odd reason had people going at him online as if he meant to do that or as if it was his fault. Thank you. Thank you. I also I, I do want to say one more thing. Um, and I, I do I haven't reached out to, to T. I hope that you know he got some relief today and I don't know I, I saw some stuff on Twitter and um, people should not be attacking him whatsoever and I'm glad that the Marsh family came out and said that and I hopefully he found some some relief today because again that's that's a football play um, and I hope that he doesn't hold that upon himself because and there's nothing else that he could have done in that situation. So uh, I just wanted to say that too. Yeah, T. Higgins is another young man. He's 23 years old, been in the league a couple years. Imagine how he felt, right? I'm talking about myself not being able to sleep. Imagine how he felt this week knowing that uh, he was the one that made contact with DeMar Hamlin, that he was the one with the ball in his hands that was trying to protect himself and covered up and ducked his shoulder and caused this injury to this young man. Um Josh Allen is great. Shout out to Josh Allen. A um, couple things with, with Josh Allen. Uh, you know, he said he was looking at Twitter. And Twitter is not a real place. This is real life. This is real life stuff. This was life or death. And uh, I'm talking about prayer and God. And I, I pray you losers on Twitter get a life this year. I really do. Uh, some of the things that we read on Twitter, people would never actually say. And uh, a lot of these people on Twitter don't put their names or their faces next to them. Uh, maybe Elon Musk can figure out how to sort that out. I know there's a lot of bots, but with the amount of daily users on Twitter, something like 396 million daily users on Twitter, there's a ton of just negative, nasty people and just idiots, people that don't know anything, that say things. And when you go online to read Twitter like I do for news and for information, right, when Twitter first started, that's what it was. It was an information highway. It was traffic of all types of news and things crossing each other on one platform and then it got infected over the years and then it got to the point where uh you know credible sources and verified journalists and reporters had people trolling them or um hacking their accounts pretending to be them it, it, it's it's insane uh but yeah one of my resolutions this year is to leave the negativity on twitter outside of the radio and only bring the positivity into here because that stuff's fake. That's not real. And, you know, speaking of fake, we all play fantasy football. And I think the first night that I was on, I spoke of the fantasy football championship. Not in a way to say that it was more important or important at all when we were looking at that situation, but speaking as a fan on the fan to other fans that probably had fantasy football implications that night. And now the game is not going to be played. The fantasy football championships are probably up for you to sort out between, uh, you know, your guys that you play in the league with. Shout out to Cameron Mabin. I was in the championship against Cameron Mabin, and I left points on the bench, and I had Josh Allen in play in that game, and I would have won the championship outright. We all talked in the chat. It's like a MLB Instagram influencers group. Uh, that plays fantasy football together. And we talked in the chat, and Cameron and I agreed to split it that night. We were all just kind of hurt. It didn't matter. The money doesn't matter. But Cameron Maben hit me up, and he said, you got it, bro. There's no way I was winning. 
So boom, I'm going to cash that $800. And uh, I think my wife and I are going to buy a nice new dining room table. So uh, I know people don't care about fantasy and fantasy teams. And I know people say, oh, who cares about your fantasy team? Like, but be for real. Like, we all play fantasy football. We all place bets. We all care about this stuff. Not more than a life, but going into that game before you knew that we were going to be in a situation where a game would be postponed because someone was fighting for their life, you had fantasy football and you had uh, parlays and bets in your mind. You know, I had a Tyler Boyd first touchdown bet that I cashed for 100, and I cashed it out immediately before FanDuel could void any other bets. I think they kept those bets that cashed early, but the rest of my parlays were voided, right? It is what it is, folks. It's business. It's business. And I don't think that it's insensitive to talk about the business around the game and everything else that we as fans um, attach to the game. Yes, the game is minuscule when you're dealing with life and death, but... It is what it is when you're talking about our interest in the sport. Now let's get to some calls, and uh, we'll obviously talk about this throughout the night. Reminder, once again at 8 o'clock, Mike Giardi from NFL Network is out there in Buffalo. He will call in and join me. I'm going to ask him some questions about, you know, um, the team, the vibe, what 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 is it uh, you know feel like being around you know Buffalo, and how you know how are their spirits and. Uh, even some questions about what we think the NFL is going to do here coming up now that we know that they're not going to play the game. But, yeah, but the message I wanted to open up with is prayer works. God is good. If you don't believe in God, that's fine. But if you're thinking about believing in God, I think this story, the first three, four, five days of the year is such a powerful story of prayer and what God can do and uh you know, how we all need each other in this life and how one person could be called to save a, a person's life and then other person people can be called in for one person and one person that you may not have heard of. You may never have heard of DeMar Hamlin before Monday Night Football. Now everyone knows his name, and they, they should. Keep praying for that young man. He's not out of the woods yet. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Let's see what you guys are talking about. First call I saw was from Martin in Lindenhurst, New Jersey. What's up, Martin? You're on the fan. Hey, Kate. Uh, so in 1996, I was I used to work at Fordham uh, as part of athletic facilities, and we had a kid named Bill Tierney. He was a senior safety, and the first game of the year, he died of a heart attack before the game on the field. And um, Before the game even started, no impact, just like warming warm up. up? In warm wow. Ups, yeah. First game, first game the kid was starting to eat. It was a walk-on, and um, it was kind of a nice story. And yeah, it was it was a devastating thing for the campus. And I remember uh, just the other night just flashing right back to it, you know, like just feeling like I actually knew as soon as they went to the second break, I turned to my son and I said, they're doing CPR. And um, he was like, why do you think? And why? I said, I don't know. I just have a feeling that that's what's happening right now on the field. Yeah, And then, you know, like every feeling comes flooding back from being there and you're almost feeling a little bit, uh, you know, like you you're, you can't do anything, you know. So I, I'm really happy to hear that he's doing better. Uh, it was like you were talking about before. It's a, it was a big lift in my day to find out that he'd made such a such a big recovery and things were looking up. Indeed. Thanks for the call, Martin. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that that story from Fordham, I'm sure, didn't make uh, as big of news. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a, a helpless feeling when you can relate. Uh, you know, I applied my college football experience having teammates 
uh, in practice be, you know, taken off on stretchers or being it. Like, I've, I've seen it. I've lived it. The flashbacks are scary. And um, I played football a third of my life, and I gave it up. It, it's painful, and it's scary, and it's a tough game. It's a war. It is a gladiator sport, and we eat it up. We love it. We don't think about it like we thought about it this week, and that's why I really feel like this week was a reality check before we go into the playoffs, before we go into the Super Bowl, before we're betting on every game again and um, buying Super Bowl boxes and planning on going to Arizona or setting up you know, Super Bowl parties all around American football. Like, we're Americans. It's the number one sport in this country, and, and we, we are crazy about it. But, uh, man, God sent us a, a reality check uh, this week. And, you know, hearing from these uh, different players and having them speak out and them uh, really talk about their teammate as a brother. And uh, Deion Dawkins, who was on um, CNN, you know, he said, we're, we're, we're not celebrities. We're not superstars. We're not like we're human beings. You know, when you take off this armor and these helmets, we are just like you. We are human beings and we're hurting right now for our brother. And I think that really peeled back. Uh, a layer. Shout out to uh, Deion Dawkins as well. I wanted to say his name on this broadcast. He's a Jersey guy like me. He went to Rawway uh, High School, and uh, I thought he did a great job speaking to the, the national news, um, and that clip went everywhere. And, you know, this is tough. Nobody wants to be in a situation like this, starting from DeMar Hamlin and his family and his teammates and all of us that had to witness this. But it was just a chilling uh, realization, like, hey, you're watching football, you're eating it up. But these guys are out there laying their lives on the line every single play. And the reality is that you could die on that field. And we're lucky that we didn't witness um, a death. We're lucky that uh, DeMar Hamlin is alive and recovering and on the way back. I, I can't wait to see this kid make a full recovery and speak about it. And I can't wait to see what happens with the NFL and what they do. They have to do uh, something to help this young man and help... Um, anyone in the future, and um, I think this is like one of those things early in the year that just is like an uh, uh, inflection point that's going to change things moving forward. And we're moving forward. Let's go to Rob in New Hyde Park. What's up, Rob? Evening, Keith. How's, uh, how's it going over there? Just prayer out to Hamlin's family, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, I want to share a little story okay. about the avoided bets, if I may. So I had a, a like a four or five player prop parlay in for that game I was watching, and uh, obviously it devastating immediately. I started you know texting family and friends that I constantly group chat with as games go on between sports and whatnot. So you know it wasn't a surprise to see the stuff get voided. So the money that came back from the voided bet, and it looked like it was a good one. I'll be honest, I thought I was going to hit it anyway, but whatever. I put it on a three team parlay in basketball the following night, the exact same dollar figure. It was actually 156.74, and I actually hit that three, three-way parlay Good. for 1100 bucks. It was an awesome, it was Good my largest you. payout on FanDuel yet. But because of, you know, I kind of felt a little connection, a little spiritual, turned around and donated 10% to the, I think it Even was the better. toy drive. Great. The toy, the toy drive for him. So, you know, it's like you want to do something nice. It doesn't, it, it, it unfortunately takes like a tragic event to, to want to reach out and, and help more people and stuff. So the best thing that could come out of this was the fact that people did band together, donate millions of dollars to, you know, kind of show some unity when there's been nothing but division for the past 
you know, three, four, five years. Right, and that's, that's, that's the positive thing about Twitter. Thanks for the call, Rob. That's the positive thing about social media. Yeah, there's a lot of losers that go on there with cartoon images or logos to hide their faces and screen names to hide their government name and just be negative and nasty and uh, see how many likes they could get. But you know what? You don't get $5 million raised without the power of the Internet. You don't get a GoFundMe link that everybody can pour money into without the power of the Internet. So, you know, just like uh, there's good and bad in everything, and uh, I'm glad that, you know, here we are Thursday uh, going into Friday. It'll be Friday when I leave tonight. Uh, it, it just is a, a different feeling. I was able to exhale today, and I hope a lot of you that have been following this story and reading up on it and waiting for updates were able to exhale today too. I'll, I'll literally never get over this young man asking who won the game. Like, <laughs> You don't even know what is going on in the world around you, but it just shows you like, this guy is 24 years old, and, and I said this. He, he was out there playing in the biggest game of his life, living his dream. There are clips that are floating around of him talking about his friend that he grew up with, that he went to pit with, and they're both on, on the bills and how he cherishes every moment. And they said a prayer together, and he grabbed his boy's hand just a little bit harder just to cherish it because you never know when which play, which game, which practice can be your last. He said that. That's documented. That's on the Internet. God lives through that young man, and God wasn't going to let that, that young man die. He wasn't going to let that, that young man just be in a coma. And just days later, you know, he's athletic, he's young, he was able to fight through it, and through the help of people praying and all of these people thinking about him and supporting him, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals fans and Bills fans that were at the game showing up to the hospital to pray outside the place, like that stuff is powerful, man. If, if you needed a reason to believe, that, that's, that's more than enough reason to, to believe in a higher power. I, I, I think this is a, a story that's going to be turned into a movie and something that, you know, the NFL, uh, we'll see how they, um, you know, build off of this or how they continue to, um, you know, keep DeMar Hamlin's name and, and, and this incident, um, you know, consistent in their messaging and uh, uh, tied to their league. Now let's see where uh, Danny and South Amboy is. What's up, Danny? How you feeling? Keith, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I'm all right. Hey, I just wanted to shout out to the healthcare workers on the field yes. and at the hospital. Yes. God bless them all. I'm a healthcare worker myself, and I just wanted to say on these seven to seven shifts, nothing better than Boomer and Geo on the way in and Keith on the way out. Well, thank That's you. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. That was nice. Um, yeah, man, you know, when when 2020, this is something I thought, you know, when 2020 hit and COVID hit and 7 p.m. came and uh, in the city we were making noise and banging pots and pans for the, you know, frontline workers and the healthcare folks, and then I feel like that just, like, disappeared and went away. You know, it, uh, it, it came back to my mind uh, through this whole thing, you know, these folks are going to work every day and, and they're saving lives. And there are other 24 year old kids across the country that might have been in critical condition in the last week or so. New Year's just passed. I'm sure there were medical people that saved some lives on New Year's Eve and they don't get that much attention. They don't get that much light. But, uh, you know, these people are, are doing God's work. These people are ready for the worst case scenario and something that's going completely left. 
to make it right, to fix it, to try and save someone's life. And uh, those are special people, man. If you know someone or you have someone in your life that works in the medical field and, and takes care of people or is trained to uh, do CPR or, you know, these people that go to school for, um, you know, medicine and, and become these high-level doctors, we need them. We need more of them. I know, you know, on the fan, we're all sports-crazy fans, and all we talk about is basketball and baseball and football and all that, but, like, those people right there deserve some kudos. So uh, shout-out to Danny for adding that, and I'm sending a shout-out to all the frontline workers, all the hospital people, all the medical people out there. Uh, I feel like you don't get enough praise, but when something like this happens, it's a good time to big you up. So shout-out to you. Okay, I think we got a break here. Keep McPherson on the fan. Uh, will we have time to come back, or are we going to go to – no, we'll have time to come back to calls, and then Mike Giardi from NFL Network joins me at 8 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Rocking and rolling as we proceed. Keep McPherson on the fan, taking your calls quickly here before we break again, and then I bring my next guest in, or my first guest in, my only guest. Haven't been asking for too many favors, but uh, shout to Connor, who's behind the glass tonight. I felt like we needed an NFL voice, someone that knows a little more about the DeMar Hamlin story and also potentially could shed some light on what's to come next with uh, seating and playoffs and uh, Week 18. So Mike Giardi coming up at 8. Let's hit the phones. Uh, I definitely want to talk to you Jets fans later. I'm with you Jets fans. I I root for the Jets more than I root for the Giants. And Michael Floor comes out today and says, in hindsight, you know, maybe they should have uh, sat Zach Wilson and had somebody. Ay, ay, ay. A couple days ago, <laughs> Rob Salas talking about he needs to get away from football, read a book, reset. Are we serious? It's the number two overall pick. You just wasted two years with this kid. It took two years to come to these conclusions. It took two years to get to this. We got to have more progress. Woody Johnson popped up today. I know Woody's got to be thinking, hey, like uh, in the last couple of years, I know I haven't been around, but you guys really messed this one up. <laughs> Let's go to Joe in Colonia on the fan. What's up, Joe? Keith, thanks for taking my call. I had a jet question for you about the quarterback situation, but after listening to your opening statement and other callers, I'm not going to ask you my question. I'd be too selfish. No, no, no. I you just... can. You can. We can. We can. I want people to feel like that. You know, when I when I had my five-hour show, I think Tuesday, I said, you know, this story is going to dominate all of the news and headlines, but we do have to move forward. We're not moving on talking about the Jets. That's what we do here every day. So, so feel free to ask the question, but also add what you want to add about DeMar Hamlin. Well, I just hope he has a speedy recovery and, you know... It, that's all I could say. I just feel bad asking you now because I feel greedy that I'm complaining about a quarterback situation. <laughs> no, but you be you would be doing that, you know, if that game ended 7-3 and the young man uh, didn't end up um, in the hospital, we would we would be doing what we do. And and I took calls on it last night, and, you know, it, it's okay. It's not disrespectful. It's not insensitive or indecent. I think today we all kind of got that thumbs up that we wanted to see as he was coming exactly. off the field. Yeah. We got that thumbs up today, and we can kind of start to move forward. Okay, so if I can then, what do you think Jets are going to do next year? Will they get a veteran quarterback in and have Zach Wilson – sit and watch him I, I know Mike White he, he just seems to get injured quite a bit he was the flavor of the month I guess you could say 
And I was just curious on your opinion. What do you think the Jets will do? I think there's only one option. It's to get a veteran quarterback that has played in the right. NFL, that's proven in this league, that knows how to read defenses, knows how to right. move the ball, yeah. and can score touchdowns. That's the thing about the Jets this year. They didn't have and, enough passing touchdowns with the passing weapons that they had. And who who would you want as your quarterback? Lamar Jackson. If you could choose, I mean, <laughs> Lamar I Jackson. I think I was listening to Craig and Evan talk about it. You know, and, and Craig had his uh, conspiracy theory about Lamar Jackson probably not right, wanting yeah. to, to stay there. If Lamar Jackson comes here, I'm getting a Lamar Jackson number eight jersey in the in the black with the green trim. I would love that for the Jets. <laughs> and I want to get thank you very much. Like I said, I feel selfish complaining about my situation with everything going on. No, it's okay. On. It's been a few days now, and like I said, the new NFL week has started. The, the media has met with all of the different teams and we're 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 not moving on. We're keeping this young man in our thoughts and prayers, but we are moving forward. There are games that are going to be played, and I think a lot of Jets fans are wondering, all right, you know, even with this week, there's conversation about Streveler and Zach not traveling, and here we go, Joe yeah. Flacco again. This is how it ends, yeah, yeah, how it not. started. But moving forward, as far as, like, the quarterback position with the Jets, I don't see a situation where they somehow, like, tap into – Zach Wilson's. I don't. It's so far fetched that Zach Wilson takes an off season yeah. and comes back and is a starter. I understand if they want to sell that to everyone that through hell or high water. That's another Rob Solid quote from this week right. that I laughed at. That they're gonna, you know, they're gonna get the potential out of this kid. But who's got time for that? Nobody can wait on that. This team was ready to win no. this year, and if they had exactly. one quarterback on the roster, yeah. they they played four different quarterbacks. If they had one quarterback on the roster that was like actually an experienced NFL quarterback, maybe they don't lose five games in a row. Maybe they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, it, you know what? It comes back to the same old thing, same old Jets. And it's you're 100 percent correct, and I hate to say that it's the same old Jets, but it is. Only the Jets can outjet the Jets. They just find new ways. And I thought this was the end of that. I thought this year was the end of the same old Jets, but I guess not. And thank you, Keith, for taking my call. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Joe. I mean, you know, they did have Joe Flacco, who is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a you know, a veteran in the NFL, but he's cooked. He's washed. He's done. He should be coaching. He wasn't an option, really. And he did win them a game against Cleveland early in the year, but that's because the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns. He's a statue. He could not play for the Jets and actually win them games. When he went into that Buffalo game, gets sacked and fumbles, it's like, this guy, like, what's what's he even dressed for? It would have been better off putting Garrett Wilson at quarterback or Elijah Moore. He wanted to play. <laughs> I don't know. I look at the Jets like they just, I don't know, they made their own mistakes. They, they have to look in the mirror and blame themselves. No one made you take this kid number two overall. No one made you put a captaincy on his chest. That's Fugazi. This kid's a captain, but the team's trolling him, and Rob Sala's allowing that? It's more of a mess over there than I think fans want to even know. And they got to right the ship because there are talented players there. You cannot waste these early years of Sauce Gardner, of Garrett Wilson, of Brees Hall, some of these other guys that are on this team right now. So go get the best veteran quarterback. I don't care if it's Lamar Jackson, probably not. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, you can have the pipe dream of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. 
Go get a guy that has done it in this league that can consistently get your weapons the ball so that when you go into next season, you feel like you have a shot to compete with this defense. Keep McPherson on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We're going to go get Mike Giardi from NFL Network. We'll have some more football conversation after that. And as soon as we're done, we'll get back to taking your calls right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 